Welcome to the Photography Q&A podcast. Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones, and this is episode 12 of the Photography Q&A podcast. This week's question is, how do I price my work? So the first thing you need to figure out is how much you need to make each month to break even. That's everything you need to pay for, plus your wages. You need to figure out all your costs for the full year. So these are the things that you need to consider. Number one, we've got home office or studio space. So if you use part of your home as an office or maybe the garage as your studio, you need to work out what the percentage of the house is that you use. Now, if you're using one room, say a bedroom, in a 10-room house, you're using 10% of the house, roughly. We're not going right down to the square feet, but you're using about 10%. So if you pay $1,000 a month for rent or mortgage payments, that's 12000 a year. Your cost for your office studio at home is $1,200 a year. It's 10% of the 12000 If you already have a studio, you just use the full cost of your studio and also any staff you have working for you. Next, we've got photo equipment and accessories. Now, unbelievably, photo equipment doesn't last forever, especially if you drop it. And if you don't drop it, it depreciates every year. So you've got to think about changing your camera bodies and lenses maybe every four years. Technology is moving so fast, and if you're doing this professionally, you need to keep up with it. If you went out and you bought two not top-of-the-range camera bodies, maybe like Sony 7R, you're looking at paying about $3,500 for a body. So you need two of those because you always have to have a backup. And you also need three or four lenses. Yes, you can get by when you're first starting with a 50mm lens. You're going to need other lenses that are more specialized. So I'm averaging it out. Possibly you could get away with 10000 but I think you're looking at about $12,000 for three or four lenses and two camera bodies. So that $12,000 over four years, you've got to work on 3000 a year. You might want more expensive stuff, but you've got to look into it yourself. It might be two years, but whatever it is, you've got to put those prices down and divide them by the amount of years. Similar to photo equipment is your computer equipment and software as well, I guess. It's really similar in that you need to replace it every so many years. So say if a computer lasts three years and it starts to get slow because you've just got a new camera, you know, that's doing 16 megapixel pictures, you need new computer equipment, you've got to price that out as well. Have a look at what's available now, maybe 3000 in two years or $2,000 even over three years. Divide it down and put that figure down. You're going to be adding all these numbers up, your yearly costs for all these things. Next, we've got web hosting. How much do you spend on hosting and a domain name every year? Maybe somebody even pay someone to do your website. You could go with Wix or Squarespace and spend $250 a year, plus your price of your domain, which is $14 to $20 a year, depending on who you register with. Again, you've got to write down your total costs and add it to the, the running total. Office supplies and equipment. Now, it used to be that you had faxes, printers, all these different things. Now, all you need is a, a printer that scans, and that's about it. So you're looking at paper, ink, and the printer itself, even staples, file folders. It can all add up. So you've got to work out what you use at the moment and what you th or what you think you're going to, if you're not done it yet, what you think you're going to use. Add that up. Ballpark it. 
Now, next one, professional development. Now, back in the days before COVID, you could go to different events, whether it were photography or any other event you wanted to go to. Then it got down to taking courses online. I still take a few courses. I really enjoy doing them. I like to hear how other guys think about things on outside of photography as well. So put down how much you think you were going to spend over the next 12 months, if any at all, but I would encourage you to put something down, even if it's a 500 or a thousand bucks, put it down because halfway through the year, you're going to read something and think, whoa, I could go to that. That'd be really cool. And you've not put it down in your prices. It's going to have to come off the top, which is your wage. So get your business to pay for it. Think about it in advance. Next, we've got subscriptions. You might pay for a subscription to a photo magazine, an online magazine, uh, a website membership or any of these things, or even a, a professional organization, a photography organization, maybe in your state or in down in the US, Canada, Australia, UK, wherever. Put that down if you are a member of that. Next, health insurance. This is mainly for guys down in the States, although here in Canada, you can take out health insurance. Uh, you get treated slightly better, but we have pretty good treatment here anyway. If you need to pay for health insurance, figure out how much it costs you and write that down in your total. Add it all up. Business and equipment insurance is next. Again, find out what it costs, add it to the total and you're good to go on that. Business licenses. Some states, provinces and territories require you to be licensed. There's a fee going to go with that. So find out whether you need it. Put that fee down. Now your home has utilities, electricity, gas, water, all sorts of things. Work out what the utilities are and then work out what 10% of that is, whatever your percentage is that you take up of the house and add that to the list. Next, we've got bookkeeping and accounting. If you've not done your accounts yet, have a chat with an accountant locally, see what they charge. Put that price down. Promotions and advertising. How much do you want to spend on that? Well, a business stand, a standard business practices eight to 10% of your profits go back into ads and marketing. Now you just started out for the year, maybe just put a thousand dollars down. You don't actually have to have the thousand dollars, just put it down. It'll be a good amount to be spending. Once you get rolling, you might be able to uh, really expand quickly using that money. Vehicle costs. Insurance, maintenance, car payments. Now, if you use your vehicle for business twice a week, maybe four times a week, whatever it is, you're going to work out what percentage your business uses that car. So for these figures, we're going to work on you work 48 weeks a year. You get a month off for vacation. So that's 336 days of the year you're open for business. So if you use your car twice a week, that's 96 times a year that you use it for your business. So it works out about 28%. You know, maybe if you're doing three, four, just think about it. even if it's 50%, work out your costs on your car, then split it. So if it's 50%, half the, the cost and put that on your, on your uh, total. Next one, we've got internet. You can't really decide which one you're using the most because you can be looking at something for family pictures or something or, you know, Aunt, Aunt Betty, you know, had a birthday and next thing you're looking at something business related. So just put it down 50-50. Whatever you pay for your internet, half it and put that on your list. All right. So th those are all the things that you need to calculate. The next one is how much do you want to earn? Now, if you wanted to earn an extra 40000 a year, that's great. Whatever the amount is, you need to add it to all the other costs that you've just gone through. So we end up with a grand total, and that is your total costs. It's your break-even point for the year. 
that is the amount you need to do all the things that we've listed. So it's don't think of the break-even point as being, oh, I've got to make this just to pay the bills. It's not just to pay the bills. It's to continue with your business, buy new equipment in three years, pay your wage. So everything's going to be good. So let's say that your break-even point for the year, your total costs come to $64,000. You're going to divide that by 48 for the amount of weeks you work. And you come up with $1,333. That is your break-even point. Now, let's say you are now shooting five shoots a week. Each shoot would need to make a profit, not just turn come money coming in. You need to make a profit of $267, say. That is your break-even point for the shoot. So you need to make this amount of profit. All right, so... How are you going to convince your customers to pay you at least $267 if all you're giving them is digital files? Which if you were giving them digital files, that would be the profit, right? You've got no costs apart from going home, putting them on online and uh, letting them have the pictures. But who is going to pay you $267 when all they think you've done is one hour's work with them? It's re- it really is a hard sell. So to get around this problem, you're going to sell products. You're going to sell products like canvases, frame prints, metal prints, acrylic prints, photo books, albums, collages, posters, little knickknacks for people's desks, whatever you can get your hands on, you're going to try and sell. Well, you're going to pick out the best and try and sell. And again, it's not really selling, but we'll get that to that in a moment. Here's an example. The MPIX, MPIX.com website, they sell canvases, a 30 by 40 inch canvas which is a good size, sells for $250 plus $10 shipping. So what you're going to do, as far as pricing goes, is multiply that by at least three. So your cost then, well, it comes to $780, but nobody prices at $780. You could do $789, but you really, you should just put it at $799. Now, your, your profit from that would be $539, less your break even, which is 267. Yes, 267. That that just gave you a $272 raise. So the amount of money you wanted to earn just got bigger by $272. And that's only one picture in a bunch of sales. Rarely do people just buy one item. So you've just made $272 over your break even point by selling a 30 by 40 canvas that someone's going to love to be able to put over the fireplace or on the wall behind the couch. Going to look amazing. So I've done a a spreadsheet to help you do all this. You just go to 50millimeterframework.com, 50mmframework.com, and you'll get access to all the downloads. I'm going to stick them into uh, the software I use. It it sets it up like a course, so you just sign in every time you use name password. And uh, everything that I offer or have offered on the podcast, different videos that I've put together will be in there. And uh, anytime there's any new stuff, I'll let you know. So next, we're going to build the price list. So don't stress out too much. Price lists are always changing. Just know that you're going to be tweaking it for the rest of your life. As new products come out, you're going to want to sell them. As a certain product you get, you look at the quality of it and it's not quite as good as it was. You'll try someone else and it'll be a different price. Everything's changing all the time. So what you need to do, first thing you need to do, I'm going to put links in the show notes for some photo processing websites, some of the commercial ones. I want you to check out the website, sign up for them, Get in there and have a look at what they sell. Some of the stuff they sell is incredible. Bear in mind, you want to be known 
for a certain type of product. Try metal prints, frame prints, canvases, massive ones though. Not 11 by 14, nothing small. You want like 30 by 40s, 40 by 60s. Or try really high-end photo books. There's some lay flat ones that are just incredible and beautiful quality. Just specialize in something. Sell other stuff too. There's going to be lots of other stuff, but that is like your signature piece. Go for the big stuff. It sells. So you're going to choose wall art, maybe two or three different types, all different sizes, but different types as in frame prints, canvases, acrylic prints, metal prints. Some of the metal ones I love. They're really nice. Albums and books, two or three different styles, lots of different sizes in those as well. Um, accessories. They, these are the small things like photo cubes, gallery stands, just small pieces that go on on a counter. Gift prints. Now, do three or four different sizes of gift prints. By gift prints, I mean small prints. Six by fours, five by sevens, eight by tens, 14 by elevens, those kind of sizes. But don't go beyond the 11 by 14. Do not pass there. You want these as add-ons. You keep the price high, and I'll tell you in a little while why, but don't do them cheap. You keep those prices high. And the last one is your digital files. Offer two options. If they want one file, charge them $250. And if they want all of them, charge them $2,000. It works. It deters them from doing it. All right, so I'm going to mention something about digital prints as well later. There's another option. So you picked out your products you want to offer. Now you need to price them. The easiest way is to take the cost of each product plus the shipping, don't forget the shipping, and multiply it by three or four. Don't worry that the prices are high. Your customers don't care. Some of them might. Most of them won't. Your customers know your prices. They've been to your website. They've seen your work. They've seen the initially they saw prices starting at, which weren't low. So there's no sticker shock there. They, they've got a rough idea. Then they've joined your email list and you've sent them your price list when, you, when they signed up. They signed up because they want to work with you. If they don't want to work with you after they put their email in, they wouldn't have contacted you. It would have just been a big no. So this isn't selling at this point. All you're doing is helping them get what they desire, what they want. This isn't selling because they've gone through those steps. They're a qualified buyer. When you are listing your wall art, make sure you list the largest available and give it a big price ticket and list it in the number one spot. For instance, you can get a 60 by 40. I think this one was Mpix again. Yeah, I think it was. A 60 by 40, so 60 is 5 feet, 5 feet by 3 feet 4 inches, <laughs> 60 by 40 inch metal print, and it costs $885. That's your price. So if you times that by 3, it would be $2,655. If you times it by 2, it would be $1,770. You need this one at the top because this is price anchoring. If you never sell one, this one price, if you put it at three times at $2,655, it's price anchoring. Everything else under there seems reasonable. So if you put a, a 40 by 30 out at $1,110, it's reasonable compared with the 26. So like I said earlier, you need to keep the prices of your smaller items, those gift prints and some of the knickknacks you can buy. You want to keep those good high prices, nothing too low. By doing this, you can offer them as a bonus. If someone passes, say, $750 because they bought a frame print for $799, they get a desktop canvas, which are just these small little 8 by whatever, I don't know, 5x7s, whatever they are, little mini canvases that go on the counter. And you have those priced at $150. But because they bought this $799 frame print, they're getting this $150 desktop canvas for free. 
you give it away. They don't know that you're only paying $25 for it. And it's just encouraging them to spend more money. You can do the same with all your digital prints. Offer them at $250 each or $2,000 for all of them. But if they spend over $1,000, they get all the files that they used in their order for free. And that's nothing to you. They've already bought a print of that picture. They get it for free. They might have used, well, for $1,000, maybe they used three, four images. And they get three or four images for free. So if they get four images and you were charging $250, they think they're getting It's like they're getting a $1,000 value for spending $1,000. Now, the next one is don't forget to charge a session fee. Without the session fee, you will get no shows. People just don't turn up. They don't have any skin in the game. They just won't turn up. Oh, you know, my dog was sick, whatever. Now, you need to charge that fee. Some photographers give the session fee back as a photo credit when they're ordering their products. You could do that, or maybe you could charge 250 and give 100 back as a photo credit, and the 150 left over that you keep is going to cover all or part of your break-even money that you need to get over for each sale. If you did that, and the 150 covered over your break-even point or up to it, everything else that's sold is just profit. It's going to be great. So just make sure you get that session fee. Okay, so let's do a quick summary. You're going to figure out your break-even point and how much money you want to earn. Be realistic, but don't be hard on yourself. Make sure you earn some good money. You're going to choose your products through all the websites. I'll leave links in the show notes. You're going to price those products and you're going to make sure you get a session fee. That way you've got a guarantee that you're going to make some money. So no one turns up, they can rebook, but it's going to cost them again. Okay, that's it. Remember to head over to 50millimeterframework.com and get access to all the downloads from previous episodes, plus this week's Excel spreadsheet that will figure out your break-even point for you. So thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye. Bye.